Good evening, and let's dig right in. Fish at six. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star. We'll be camping out uh, all weekend long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and then the Cowboys hit the road. <clears throat> and uh, we will walk you through all of it, uh, starting with tonight's top 10 takes. These are not hot takes. These are not meant to be incendiary unnecessarily. They're fact-based opinions from 33 years of yours truly covering the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, we want your takes as well. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. Please do hit the like button. It beats the algorithms. It tells Cowboy Nation that you want the muscle as fish heads. It tells YouTube that you want the muscle and they give it to you. And uh, would you please subscribe to what we do here? It's absolutely free and worth every penny. And away we go. Deion Sanders, when he speaks now, the world listens. And Dion is speaking about one of his former teams, his most prominent former team, the Dallas Cowboys, saying, I thought they had a bunch of dogs on their team. Where were the dogs? Where was the fight back? And uh, I'm not going to uh, debate any of that. And I don't think it should be debated because what he's saying is the same He's giving the answer to the same questions that we had immediately after the game. Um, the, one harsh phrase is, did they quit? All right, that's too harsh. Uh, another phrase is, did they check it in? That seems a little softer. Where were the dogs? And where was the fight? I think Dion's phrased it nicely there. And until proven otherwise, Cowboys have to wear that. And again, this isn't just dopey old Mike Fisher saying it, or Wild Bill Cody, or Bentley Bennett, or Larry Mack, or Arturo Boy, or Jim Laws, or Roger. This is Dion Sanders saying it. By the way, uh, Deion Sanders, friend of the show, you'll recall the visit he did, the video visit we did here on this channel with our own Bree Amaranthus, in which she talked about how this, this generation of Cowboys just isn't ready for the spotlight. Something that this is year three of him saying that now. Tough week to argue with him. Randy Hoffman with a $2 pitch in into the brief fund. Thank you, Randy. John Curse visits with the media today, uh, virtually. And he's got a long explanation for this, but I don't have a lot of time. And you're a busy man or woman. The short version of what Kerr says today is, we're a great defense. That's what we are. Diddly diddly dink. What? Do, do what now? As Jimmy Johnson used to say. Now he goes on to say, if you really break it down, and put it in perspective. Okay, now we're gonna stop you. We have broken it down. We, we, were, there, we were there in person. We saw 42 to 10 in person. Um, we have broken it down. There's a great uh, good, bad, and ugly piece going up on CowboysSI.com. If you're a X's and O's kind of guy or gal, it's, it'll be your thing. It, it, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that tonight too. If you really break it down, but we, we are breaking it down. 
and then curse adds, if you put it in perspective, okay, now you got me. Because if, if you're going to take the full sample size of the Cowboys defense this year, I don't know about great, but they've done some awfully good things. That's fair. But listen, it was three weeks ago that they were pronouncing themselves the greatest defense in the world. So at least Curse now is turning that down a couple notches to just a great defense. I'll ask you this, though. And again, I'm not trying to trash anybody here. Uh, If the Cowboys want to have confidence in themselves, as long as they're not whistling by the graveyard, go for it. If you're if you are a great defense because you beat the Jets without their quarterback, 38 to 10, then what are the 49ers after they beat you 42 to 10? The 49ers did to you what you did to the Giants and the Jets. So if you're great, what possible Superlative, can we use to describe them? Then Curse talks about, hey, you go watch a great shooter in basketball. He has a rough game. That's no different. But, Jerron, it is different. A great shooter, Steph Curry can have a bad shooting game. Not very many of them, by the way. That doesn't have very many bad shooting games. He says, if you watch great shooters in basketball go out there and have rough games, that's no different than us. Here's the difference, Jerron. You had 53 guys who were bad shooters all at the same time. You don't see that too often. Item three. C.D. Lamb is overrated, and he's really just a good number two receiver. That is the hot take from Richard Sherman. This is the day when all these kind of uh, comments and all this level of analysis, and Richard Sherman did a little more in football than all of us put together. When... Cowboys Nation and even CeeDee Lamb just needs to take his weapon. I don't believe that's true. Now, he does say, like, I think he says, like Waddle and T. Higgins. Well, this much is true. If this team had a Chase or a Jefferson, then CeeDee Lamb would be this team's number two receiver. That's true. What I'm not buying is when he goes through his list, Jefferson, okay. Tyreek, okay. Devontae, okay. Chase, Diggs, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Debo. Can Lamb not accomplish what Debo accomplishes? Different style of player, obviously. Terry McLaurin. CeeDee Lamb is not as good as Terry McLaurin? I don't think anybody thinks that. I, I've never heard anybody, and, and I 
respect Terry McLaurin a great deal. I've never heard anybody express that view that Terry McLaurin's better than CeeDee Lamb. Jangly, $10 pitch in. Fish, I want your honest opinion. That's all you're ever going to get as a sports fan. Do you think Dak is our guy? If what you're asking, and I'm not sure about the, you know, Wentzhurst, Smith, Mahomes, Goff, Stafford, you're, you're like, you had somebody good and then you went better. I'm, I'm not sure what you're asking with your, with your guys. Dak Prescott has not established that he can lift his team to a greater height. He's done good things on good teams, but he's not established that. And for my $50 million quarterback, I need him to be that guy. And Dak has not established that he's that guy. There's still time to do it, but the clock is ticking. And of course, what happened in San Francisco was the opposite of it. I, they, they, they didn't just fall short. Which, is, which happened the last two times they played the 49ers. They, they, they made one play in the whole game. Uh, more on C.D. Lamb being overrated tomorrow morning, 7.20, breakfast at Fishinies. I started to scribble down some notes, item four, about George Kittle, the NFL maybe going to find him for the shirt. And as I'm scribbling, it starts to occur to me. And I started thinking about you. And I started thinking, what are you thinking? And it occurred to me that what you're thinking is you don't care. Randy Hankins, your Uncle Fish Premium, I love you to death. You have come on this show many times and disagreed with me and others. And then when we disagree with you, you say, I'm quitting this show. I'll never be back. I'm glad that you're always back. But you need to quit continuing to say the same things over and over and over again. You also need to quit misquoting me, which you do time and time again. I'm going to keep it. This is the classroom bar room. If you want to be the drunk guy in the bar room, raise your hand and say so. If you want to be part of one of the responsible kids in the classroom, I prefer that you do that. Deal? I love you to death. Love having you here. But got to have you bring something to the table. You got to bring something to the table. Jangly, thank you for your thoughts. J-Dog. Yeah, Brandon Aubrey, not 53 shooters. They had 52 bad shooters. And again, I'm exaggerating. I'm not saying, I'm not saying every single guy missed all his shots, but... The, the, and I appreciate your thoughts here, J-Dog. But the parallel, what, what Curse is doing here is, what we did as a team on Sunday night is like a good shooter missing a shot. No, it's like all the good shooters missing all their shots. 53 or two or 50 good shooters. That's what it's like. And that doesn't happen very often if you're a good shooter. Dale Robinson, $5 pitch in. Fish, great bumping into you Saturday in the hotel lobby. I left that game in the third quarter. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good to see you, Daryl, and bunch of bunch of Cowboy fans that we hung out with over the course of the weekend. That was good. Randy Hankins, two dollar pitch in. Uh, Cooks and CDs suffering. What's the common denominator? Well, Lamb's not putting up numbers. 
He had one game with numbers. Cooks is doing nothing. Gallup's doing virtually nothing. Um, the tight ends aren't doing enough. Tobert's not doing anything. And Cavante has one big catch. If, if you're trying to get me to say what I've been saying for, what is this, Wednesday? What I've now said, Sunday night, Monday morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, and Wednesday morning, we've done six shows now, and I've written, we've written 25 stories. Mentioning, emphasizing, and making it clear that Dak Prescott is playing poorly and raising questions about his ability, about his fit into the system and about his future with the Cowboys. If you're trying to get me to say that again, I'll say it again. I don't know why you find it comforting that we're having to address what might be a very a, a, a horrible outcome for your favorite football team. But just for you, I just did it again. That's my gift to you. Zach Luna, $10 pitching. The conundrum is this. Dak is a really good quarterback, but has consistently showed he can't step up when called for it. But it's hard to find another Dak. That is another wrinkle. Let's say that you're in that big meeting room with Jerry, and he says, Mr. Will, I think I'm done. And Will says, I think I'm done too, Jerry. And Steven says, I think I'm too, I, I, me too, Jerry. And, and McCarthy says, well, as long, if, if, I, as long as, if I'm staying, I'm done too. Then what? That that is that is the part that people leave out. Randy Hankins, two dollar pitching, but it's not Dak. It's the other. Randy, I don't understand what you're doing. I'm sorry. I, I don't don't do any more refunds. Okay, I don't understand your your campaign. I thought I did, but now I don't. I need you to stop respectfully. If you say we're done, then what do you do next? Make sure, because then this is classroom, bar room. In the bar room tonight, get around, hey, Saj, get around. In the classroom, what are we going to do? Daniel D, Fish, if you listen for a damn second. Daniel D, I'm listening. What? What is it I'm supposed to what, what am I listening to? Daniel D, I'm here for you. Dak is a play-action quarterback. They're trying to turn him into a drop-back quarterback, plain and simple, not using him properly. Daniel, I'm glad I got your message. I've never heard of a play-action quarterback. I've never heard that phrase before in my life. You mean he's that's he, he can only... The only way he can complete a pass is if he fakes a handoff before it. Daniel, love you. Don't think you know what you're talking about, but God bless you. Dak is a play-action quarterback. What is that? What I and I'm going to say this to you the same way I say it to I say it to my my 75 member staff of writers. Did it with a kid the other young guy the other day. He, he was talking about how uh, the USC coach is a loser because X, Y, Z. And I said, 
you'd say that to him to his face? He says, what do you mean? I said, because you're on Twitter saying it to him. What is your level of expertise that would allow you to tell Lincoln Riley that he doesn't know how to coach offense? And now, Daniel D., because you're my uh, nephew, I'm saying it to you. What is your level of expertise that would have you say that you know better than Mike McCarthy does what system Dak should play in? Daniel D., it's possible that you do. And if, if you're asserting that you know more about coaching a quarterback than Mike McCarthy, Brian Schottenheimer, Kellen Moore, Jason Garrett, the late Wade Wilson, Scott Tolzien, that, I mean, I'm all ears. Love to hear that guy. Love to hear that guy on here who knows more than all those offensive coaches. Bring it. Dak is, but, but when you say Dak is a play action quarterback, you, you, you've are. You've already ruined the argument. You've already made it clear that you don't know what you're talking about. Respectfully. Camp Climax, $10 pitching. I want to play the 49ers once when Purdy has to throw the ball. And, and this was part of our pregame buildup. If you could just get him, him uncomfortable for a little bit. And then we had the argument Monday. And, and Camp, I'm with you. Camp says, we did not stop McCaffrey. He got yards when he needed to. Correct. Their offense got moved the chains when it needed to in order to keep Purdy comfortable. I don't know why people, well, he didn't get, McCaffrey didn't get 100 yards. I don't care how many yards he got. Watch the game. They moved the chains every single time they needed to. Item five, Rashawn Evans is the linebacker, former first round pick. He's only 27, uh, 6'3", 232. He is a, you know, he gets a couple sacks a year, Uh, obviously drafted in Tennessee, played last year and played well in uh, Atlanta. Still on the street guy. So, you know, there's a hole in his game somewhere. He'll get a couple sacks for you, but he is an off ball middle inside linebacker and how soon can he get here and help you because you need help and can, can he be good enough and first of all you're, you're, is he gonna start i mean are you that naked at linebacker damone and him start maybe maybe do you put micah at linebacker and say listen fowler we need a little more out of you. Um, uh, Armstrong, need a lot more out of you. And Sam Williams, calling all cars. Please find Sam Williams. APB on Sam Williams. He's the guy, the, how, do, how do we know it's him? How do we recognize him? He's the guy who's driving 100 in a 50 mile an hour zone. APB, Sam Williams, where are you? Item six, Jerry, to his credit, and he, he called, when he says, have you ever, you know how when Jerry says ridiculous, you know how he says it? Ridiculous. He skips. He skips syllables. Uh, Mr. Mack, that's ridiculous. And he said it on the radio this week on 105 Through the Fan in regard to the idea that 
What about this rumor that uh, that Schottenheimer is going to take over a play calling? Okay, and I'm going, and I, I see it on Twitter, rumor, prediction, whatever you want to call it. After five games, you're three and two. You're five games in, and you're dumping the whole damn system. And Jerry said, not only can you not do that, you, you can't dump the whole system and install and install another system. It, it's, it can't be done. But he also said, no, I haven't given any thought to that. No, I haven't had a conversation with McCarthy about taking the play calling away from him and giving it to Shoddy. And it's ridiculous. And I'll say this. Sugar Daddy, $2 pitch in. Dak is a pocket quarterback. You know what's happened to him as he's, as he's gotten older or his calf or his something. He, like, you're waiting for him to run. He's not running. You're waiting for him to look mobile. And he's not mobile. X pickle. I'm surprised Dan Quinn isn't getting any crap for what happened on Sunday. He is here. Go read CowboysSI.com tonight. Read Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And you will read us in an X's and A way with a little video study. Roast what the Cowboys did on defense. Lost. And the 49ers gave him a little eye candy, a little pre-snap motion. And the Cowboys had no idea what to do. Time and time and time again. Got a new policy on here. The old policy is, hey, if, if you pitch into the brief fund, I try my best to read your comment. The new policy is, if you pitch into the brief fund and say something insulting about my family, I will not read the comment, but I will take your stupid $2, you ridiculous dipshit. <laughs> Item seven, Keyshawn says if the Cowboys lose Monday, it's possible that there's a 70% chance they won't make the playoffs. Jake Meyer, $5 pitching. The uh, Texas Coast offense feels like we're driving a Corvette to get to the mailbox. Uh, I, I, I love the analogy. It didn't look like a Corvette. Not compared to the other guy's car on Sunday night. If you were driving a Corvette, what were they driving? We did the show this morning on the upcoming schedule. So I don't know what, you know, if you start the season three and three, does that mean you don't make the playoffs? It does not mean that. If you start the season three and three, when you had all these high hopes, then you lose the emotional game to the 49ers, you get crushed. And then theoretically you lose what could be an emotional game against Kellen Moore. 
And then you have that late season gauntlet that we talked about this morning. Lions, Eagles, Eagles, Dolphins, Bills, in the cold, on the road, Christmas Eve. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to argue with Keyshawn. I'm not going to argue with him. You, you will have three and three because of that schedule. Three and three will represent a whole dug. And you know what the, you know what the real one is? The, the emotion is 49ers. The, oh, I can't, I mean, we, 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 we wanted to and we couldn't and now we're not good enough. And now what are you going to do? But the Cardinals game, the Cardinals game, we said it then and we'll say it again in December. If the Cowboys fall one game short of something, listen, they, they weren't going to beat the 49ers that night. Not a chance. But they were going to beat the Cardinals until they didn't. Edward G, $5 pitch in. I've never seen an athlete return 100% from a gruesome leg injury. Dak is not the exception. It, 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 in terms of his, he said the other day, he joked the other day, I'm not fast. And I think he meant in my whole life, I'm not, I'm not been a sprinter, but he is clearly to me, not, uh, I'm not going to say it's a lack of agility, just pure foot speed at age 30, for whatever reason, it's, it's not the same. And it's a factor. The early Dak Prescott was absolutely a running threat and we talked about him athletically, like, boy, if he if if he couldn't throw, there's a guy that could have played, you know, fullback or tight. Of course, now his critics are saying, well, you got the first part right. He can't throw. Wonk, wonk. <laughs> uh, Fish, looking forward to meeting you, Zach Luna. Uh, we I do have some people saying, hey, who's going to this game? Who's going to that game? Uh, one great way to do it. We got to just meet at the star when you're coming to town. That would be a good fine way to do it. RH, how much cap money can be saved if Dak is cut in the spring? We broke that down this morning, RH. Go get you some. Uh, it was good stuff. It was. It got a little, uh, you know, the, the, the numbers are, the numbers can be boggy down. David D, Cowboys have the bye week coming up. I think the Cowboys will even lose that. Wonk, wonk. Kurt, NFL is a battle of attrition. Who knows what players will get hurt? This is so true, which is why the season isn't over, but far from it, which is why you don't start saying, oh, let's let's go back to our old offense. Let's go back to our old coach. Let's get the, let's bench that. Let's try. You, you, you don't scrap it all. Not at three and two. You don't scrap it all. Uh, it's impractical to do so, and it's ridiculous to do so at this early stage. Item eight, this really slipped under the radar. And I'm not going to overdo it. I'm just going to do it. Rodney Harrison, before the game, says that he talked to a 49ers player. Now it's one player. And the 49ers player says, our game plan is we want the ball in Dak's hands. We want to take away other things. We, we want Dak Prescott throwing to try to beat us. 
even if it's one guy, and even if he's only stating just his singular thoughts, although Harrison presented it certainly as if it was a 49er defensive philosophy, that is an awful indictment about where the Cowboys offense is and about where you're putting your 40 million and maybe soon to be 50 and $55 million in a quarterback that the other team is saying, he can't beat us. They have things that can beat us, but he can't beat us. Fred Anderson, $10 pitch in the refund. The Cowboys are the most popular, most polarizing. Yeah. And most valuable sports franchise in the world. It's so frustrating to not have that payoff in Super Bowls. And I'm paraphrasing you, Fred, a little bit because I know you know one has nothing in a salary cap era to do with the other. Both are true, but they don't have anything to do with each other. If, if being popular was all that mattered, there, there, there wouldn't be, they'd have to build another building at the star to house all the Super Bowl trophies. Fact is, it's meaningless. It's fun to be in this gigantic, largely not only passionate, but intellectual cowboy community. It's fantastic. But it help, doesn't, doesn't help them win. Item nine. Pre-snap motion eye candy. All, all the teams do it. It's become very fundamental. Part of it is I'm, I'm putting a guy in motion so I can see what you're doing defensively. I mean, that's, a, that's middle school stuff, right? The Cowboys were... Cowboys defense, were they were exposed by it and befuddled by it. And to the 49ers' credit, they put the eye candy in motion pre-snap. Brock Purdy looks up and says, oh, there, there's Malik Hooker. He's leaning that way. Okay, we'll go that way. <laughs> they, they, they made the Cowboys defensive coaching staff and defensive players, not just Dak and the offense, which is easy pickings and true, problematic, but easy pickings. But on a slightly more complex level, 49ers did the same thing to the defense too. X, $5 pitch in. People are stupid. Uh, tank for Caleb also tanks morale for years to come. Last time this ever worked was for Andrew Luck. It's, it's an excellent idea if you're bad, to consider. The problem is the Cowboys aren't bad. The, the Cowboys trying to chase their way down to where at three and two, they, they say, let's try to win, let's try to win so many few games going down the stretch here that we get the number one, you know, I mean, then you end up with the number three overall pick. And you don't get Caleb Williams. And then what? Now, I, I don't think, I, I do believe in the brass ring concept. Cowboys have a, ch they have a chance at the brass ring. Grab that. Grab that. Um, are there teams 
that are in position to think that, you know who's going to regret, like, the, you know, how the Cowboys regret losing to Arizona? When it comes draft time, Arizona might regret beating the Cowboys too. Item 10. Jerry Jones and his radio appearance. Says, I'm not panicked. Mike K, $5 pitch in. Why does a deck throw the ball away when he doesn't have a target and avoid the sack? Uh, I don't think he does that as often as he could. I agree with you. Now, a lot of guys throw the ball away out of bounds because they've mobilized themselves. And so it's an easy throw to whoop. So I'm going to take your thought, Mike K, and I'm going to expand it. What happened to the West Coast offense rollout waggle? I'm sure they've run one, but I don't remember it. So the problem with the throw it out of bounds thing, I'm I'm in the pocket. I'm getting harassed. It could be a long throw. It could be done, but it could be a long throw. So there, there's other opportunities where, okay, the play's not there, throw it out of bounds. That would be an easy airmail if I'm on the move. Moving pocket. Rolling out, waggle. Except I don't think they do that. Like the West Coast offense that I covered when I covered the 49ers, it was very much about that. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brent Jones, Tom Rathman, Roger Craig, and obviously Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Very much about that. And that was another way to get to run a short route, make a short throw, then have run and then have yards after the catch. Where is it? And finally, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys do not get to claim to be right about very much, if anything, this week. But Jerry gets one thing right. If only one thing, one thing right, and it's item 10, when he says, I'm not panicking. And the reason that's right is because nothing can be accomplished by panicking. Sign your linebacker, coach up your quarterback, intensify your defense, and start game plan for the Chargers. The, the panic button accomplishes nothing. Uh, that doesn't necessarily go for you and me. Maybe we have some fun with it. But the football team panicking would be the worst possible thing. So at least they got that going for them, which is nice. Fish. Out.